Just Our Real Estate, episode number 70. All right, welcome. Thank you for being with me here on Just Our Real Estate. My name is Mike Simmons. I am your host, and I am thrilled that you are here with me today. There's other things we all could be doing. I appreciate that you're choosing to spend some time here at Just Our Real Estate. I think that's very cool, and I'm glad to have you. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you, when you get a moment, go to my website, and while you're there, if you would, sign up for my mailing list, because when you do that, I am going to send you the top five real estate resources that I think every investor should be aware of. These are resources that I use in my business, resources that other very successful real estate investors use in their business as well. The other reason to sign up for my mailing list is very shortly, I am going to be announcing my brand new coaching program. Now, this coaching program is going to be awesome. I am going to take on a few students and I can only take a few because my time is limited. And frankly, I want to make sure that I'm giving the attention to my students that they deserve. I want to be there for them. I want to give them good quality time, quality information, and really make myself available to them. So I'm only going to take a few students and I'm going to announce the details first to my mailing list and give them the first opportunity to apply to be one of my students that I coach personally. I will announce it on the podcast as well, so don't worry, but it's going to go out first to my mailing list. They're going to be given the first chance to hear about it and maybe a little bit of a head start to sign up to apply for it. So if you get there and sign up for my mailing list, not only will you get those top five resources, you will also be on the preferred list to get that first time information. And I do that because I really, really appreciate that people come all the way to my website and take the time to sign up and be on my mailing list. So as a thank you, I want to give them a lot of times the first uh, look at things that I'm trying to do. And, and a lot of times I'll share my thoughts on that mailing list too, about what's coming up, what I'm thinking, and let people give me feedback so that I can better make, you know, make the show better and any any products that I offer, make them as good as can be they can possibly be. So, and again, this is something that uh, I've never taken on students. So this is a first time thing for me. I'm excited about it. I want to help people start their business or maybe take it to the next level if they're very, very new. So get there if you can, sign up for the mailing list. You get something for free right away. And then I will absolutely make sure that you know the minute my the details are, are all set for the uh, coaching program and we can get off and running in 2014 and be absolutely as successful as we can possibly be. Okay, now on to the show. Okay, thank you. Welcome. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm still a little uh, sick. You can probably hear it in my voice, but I'm starting to hit my stride and feel a little bit better. Hopefully, the energy level is a little bit higher today than it has been in the last few episodes, so I apologize if it was a little tough to listen to, and if you did listen to them and struggled through them, I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Uh, it was not easy doing the last few episodes, but uh, yeah, I got through it, and uh, I appreciate it if you were there hanging in with me. So let's jump into it today on another quick point episode. Today, we're going to talk about rehab draws. And a rehab draw is basically the money that you're paying contractors for doing work on your investment properties. The draw uh, is the amount of money that you give them for the work that they've completed. There's a number of ways that you can schedule draws to be distributed. There's not necessarily a right way, but there's definitely some wrong ways. And I want to help you avoid doing it the wrong way. Okay, so one of the scariest parts about doing your first rehab 
is knowing how much money to give the contractor and when. I know I struggled with this. I heard horror stories about people giving the contractor a ton of money up front and then you never saw them again. And, you know, the, the contractor kind of talking you into, you know, well, I'll, I'll finish that. Go ahead and pay me for it. I'll finish it tomorrow kind of a thing. That's never a good idea. So some people really screw this up the first time and, and they end up being very sorry that they didn't, you know, talk to someone or, or plan a little bit better. So there are some rules of thumb that you should consider and different ways to go about, you know, trying to protect yourself as much as possible when you're giving the draws to the contractor. So what I want to do now is give you a list of a few things that you, you want to remember when you're distributing to the contractor and giving them draws. Um, just some rules of thumb and some things that I would caution you against and some things that I would make sure that you are aware of as you're going through this process. So for the purpose of this episode, I'm going to assume a couple of things, okay? Because it, the, the rules can change a little bit depending on where the money's coming from. Um, but I'm going to assume that you're dealing with a new contractor, okay? One that you've not used in the past. I'm also going to work off the assumption that you're using either private funds or your own capital and you have control over how the draws are distributed and how much each draw will be for. So I'm going to make I'm going to kind of assume that that power is in your hands. If you're working with a hard money lender or some other lending institution, it's likely that they will dictate the draw schedule and it'll kind of not really be up to you. So um, in that case, you know, there's not much to talk about because you don't have a lot of control over that. But for the purpose of this discussion, I'm going to assume you do have control because eventually in your business, you will have control over that uh, draw schedule, I would have assumed. Most, most real estate investors do because they end up using private funds or their own funds at some point. So let's go through the list. The first, number one, the first draw should only be uh, enough to get them started buying materials. Okay, I'm of the opinion that you should always try to offer a little less than what you think they really want or are going to need, and they can come back and tell you if it's not enough. Okay, it's sort of like one of the rules of, of negotiating. You can either let them say what the first draw will be. Unfortunately, I have found that contractors will throw out a much higher number than I'm comfortable with. So I usually don't put that in their hands. I usually throw the first number out. And that's not necessarily the first rule of, of negotiating. Most times the first rule of negotiating is let the other person put out the first number. But in this instance, I would say you should do it, right? So let's say, for example, there's a re you have a total rehab budget. Your entire rehab is going to be $20,000. Now that may be very low in your in your area. It might be maybe high in your area, but just for numbers, for the sake of the argument, let's say the rehab budget total is twenty thousand dollars. Just general rule of thumb, just to just to give you some idea, I would suggest offering the contractor on day one no more than fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. That'll get them started purchasing materials and to start the demo. Now, I should also say. Some contractors are very willing to start the job without any money. And then they'll come to you after two or three days of demo and, and say, you know, we need money for this and that. I think that's a little bit rare. Most contractors want something because it, at the very least, day one, they have to order a dumpster and they need to bring guys on the site and they need to start ordering some of the materials. <clears throat> so 
1500 to $2,000 on a $20,000 rehab is not unreasonable. They're probably going to want more, but under no circumstances, under no circumstances, should you ever give them more than 25% of the total, which in this case would be $5,000. I personally would be very uncomfortable giving a new contractor $5,000 day one. I would really avoid that. Um, but there's extenuating circumstances. I mean, if you have, let's just say, you know, best case scenario, you have a mentor that you trust and he's been mentoring you through the process and he's a very successful, you know, maybe flipper in your area. And, you know, this is his contractor and he uses a guy all the time and you've met him and you've seen his work and, you know, you're very comfortable and, and this is just his terms. Maybe then 5000 that's fine. You know, but I still wouldn't give him more than 5000 I don't care who suggested them. No more than a quarter. Okay, that's number one. Number two, always make sure that the money you give them is for specific aspects of the rehab. In other words, every draw should be for specific work to get done. That way, you can inspect and see if that specific work that was agreed upon has been done prior to giving the contractor the next draw. Okay, very important that whatever you're paying them for, there should be specific work that's associated with that money. Otherwise, how do you know whether or not to pay them, right? If if it, if you don't know what you're paying them for, you don't whether you don't know whether or not to you know withhold that payment or to go ahead and pay it. What would you base it on? So they mu it must be tied to specific work getting done. All right, number three. Draws should not be based on timing or time, okay? This means that if a rehab timeline is four weeks, you do not pay them at the end of the first week and then at the end of the second week and then at the end of the third week. That's not how it works. Payments should never be based on timing. I don't care what anybody tells you. Don't base it on timing. Things can happen. Work cannot get done on time. Timelines can get blown. But just because a contractor decides to sit on his butt for a, for a week doesn't mean that you owe him the next check just because a week went by or two weeks went by. Because if work isn't getting done, it's irrelevant that that week went by in terms of paying them another draw. Now, it's very relevant if they're not doing anything and weeks are going by and they're not doing anything. Sure, you're not going to pay them. That's one thing. You, the bigger issue is you're, you're losing valuable time. Why aren't they doing anything, right? That's, an, that's something for another episode. But for now, you do not pay them just because time went by. So never, never, never agree to a payment schedule that's based on paying them at the end of a time frame because it just doesn't matter that the time went by if they didn't do the work. <clears throat> never, okay, that's number three. Number four, never pay for anything that hasn't been completely finished. If, for example, the third draw, let's say you paid them the first draw, materials and demo, and they got that done. You paid them the second draw, they got the work done, great. You go to pay them for the third draw, and let's just say, for example, it's supposed to cover the interior paint and all the flooring. You should not pay that contractor unless all of the painting and all of the flooring is done, exactly what was agreed upon. Do not get caught up in the, we'll, we'll do it tomorrow, go ahead and pay us today, we're going to be in here first thing in the morning. We'll get it done by noon. Uh-uh. No. You say, that's that's fine. I'll come back tomorrow, and I'll pay you once I've seen the work and seen that it's done. Don't pay until it's complete. It may sound harsh, and it may sound untrusting. It's not. It's it's nothing personal. just business. But you can't pay until things are done. You know, if someone was going to fix your car... You wouldn't go pay the mechanic the, all the money and then, you know, say, oh, I'll, I'll pick up my car, you know, two days from now when you finish. 
No, you pay when it's done, not when, not before it's done. This is no different. Okay, that's number four. Number five, always hold back a portion of the final payment until you do the final walkthrough of the rehab and everything is done to your satisfaction. Let me say that again. Always, capital letters, always hold back a portion of the final payment until you do the final walkthrough of the rehab and everything is done to your satisfaction. Now, you want to be fair, but be firm, okay? If if there's if there's a couple screws that need to be tightened up, yeah, you're not going to hold back, you know, $5,000 because a couple screws need to get tightened up. But if, you know, there's some trim that hasn't been put into place or, you know, maybe some cabinet poles that aren't aren't on or, you know, there's some there's some staining of some hardwood that needs to be, you know, the stain needs to be touched up or there's some painting that wasn't finished, whatever. Whatever the case may be, do not make the final payment. Because if you don't make the final payment and you don't know this contractor and maybe this is your first flip and you don't really have the next one in the works yet and, you know, this isn't like an ongoing relationship, you likely will never get your work done. You'll you'll make the final payment and you'll never see them again. And again, I know that sounds terrible, but I'm telling you from experience, this is what can and, and likely will happen. If the agreed upon work is not fully complete, never make that last payment, Okay. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's nothing personal. I, I do this with my contractors, the ones that I know and love, right? The ones that have done great work for me. I have the same policy with them. I don't make the final payment until everything's done. And like I said, it's not personal, but I just can't pay for a job that isn't complete and neither should you. Okay. And, and, and don't let it be personal and, and don't make it personal, frankly, be, be friendly, be polite, but you know, you have to be pretty firm about it. It's not going to, you're not going to get that final payment until everything's done. Trust me, if you're holding back a couple thousand dollars because they haven't touched up some paint on some trim or, you know, they haven't nailed down some trim that they were supposed to, it'll get done immediately. Trust me. They want that last couple thousand dollars. They really do. So the subject of how and when to pay a contractor is super important. Not all contractors are created equally. And, you know, some could be fin- could be tempted to not finish the job if they don't get, you know, if they get enough money up front, I should say, they might be tempted to not even finish the job. So never, never, never pay them a ton of money up front. I've, I've heard people saying that they've paid half of the money up front. I've even heard stories of new real estate investors saying that they've paid all the money up front, day one, all the money. It never ends up well. I've never heard a story where a con- where an investor said, "I paid my contractor a hundred percent of the funds up front, and he did a great job, and he finished on time, and it was awesome." Never. It doesn't happen. So don't do it. It, it won't end up well for you either. It, you know, it's just a sad truth of of the business. And you know, honestly, I, I would say this is just a good uh, a good rule of thumb. Anytime you're paying anyone for anything, don't pay until it's complete. Do not at least don't pay in full until it's complete. Uh, you don't want to fall prey to an unethical contractor, and they're out there. You know, there's people who are unethical in every line of work. I'm not trying to pick on contractors. Contractors are vital to a real estate investor. You have to use contractors, and it's great when you find a good, reliable, honest one. It's great, but even the good, reliable, honest ones need to be treated like a business, and you need your business to run like a business. So, a, no business would give all the money up front to a contractor. So don't you do it either, okay? Draws are be distributed as work is inspected and everything should be fine if you follow those simple rules. And you know what? 
if you want, give me an email, shoot me an email. Let me know if you have any other questions or if you have any stories about anything that happened to you. And maybe I'll share those on a future episode so people understand, you know, maybe some of the things that have happened to other, you know, other fellow real estate investors and, and we can share those stories and learn from them. So if you want to do that, my email address is Mike at JustStartRealEstate.com. I look forward to seeing those emails. Send them in and uh, we'll talk about them on the show. All right, that's it for now. Please also be sure to sign up for my mailing list and I will send you the top five resources I think every real estate investor should know about. Also, stay tuned for the upcoming announcement of my new coaching program. I'll only be able to take on a few students initially, and I will be telling you exactly how to apply in the next couple of weeks. I'm excited about this program. I know I'm going to be able to help a few people either launch their real estate investing business or take it to the next level in 2014. Okay, until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start.